Hi, I'm Corey Morton, Head of Product Management for BNR in North America. To me, automation is continuous evolution. Hello, welcome to today's episode of This is Automation. I'm Corey Dallas, your host, and today with us we have another Corey, Corey Morton from BNR. How's it going, Corey? Good, good. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. So yeah, let's just kick off today's episode the way that we've kind of been kicking off every episode. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your history with BNR? Yeah, sure. Be glad to. Yeah, once again, my name is Corey Morton. I've been with BNR Gosh, it's been 12 years now. Time flies when you're having fun. I've had various roles with BNR over that 12 years, you know, from product management back to product management um, with a team called uh, Solutions, probably for the longest time, uh, which was quite interesting because we got to work with R&D directly and then go out and look at real customer applications and not only help sell, but also help implement um, some pretty challenging applications. Um, and then there was also a time where I was engineering manager here at, uh, at BNR, so quite a varied uh, experience base. Um, I bounced around a little bit, and you know it's kind of funny. I used to say I worked for, or I, I have worked for four different companies, but with the recent acquisitions that ABB's done, it really is amounts to about two companies. Right? Yeah, so, right. uh, of course, ABB has acquired BNR, and uh, you know. Right out of school, I worked for GE, and that portion of GE was acquired. And then, of course, I had a short stint at ABB. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, one other um, company that I worked for is Rockwell Automation, and I worked for them almost as long as I did for, for BNR as well. Mm-hmm. So I, I bounced around quite a bit in my, gosh, 28 years mm-hmm. in, in the industry. Now I'm on the product management side where I can focus on rolling out those key new technologies mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and working very closely with our, our counterparts at, at headquarters to do that. And it's really exciting and fun. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Good. So when you say key new technologies, can you uh, give us a little insight on, on what some of those are? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, our focus for the past year, and it will continue that way over the next year, is uh, Acabaz Track, which, mm-hmm. of course, you talked to Derek and, and Dave about mm-hmm. already. Um, also, Asset Performance Monitor, which is really our first uh, cloud-based uh, app, you know, application or platform based off of uh, ABB Ability. Mm-hmm. Um, another key technology would be Change Your View, which is, which is what we're going to talk about today. And uh, the last key technology is... Machine Vision. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Machine Vision. <laughs> As I just totally blanked out. Yep. yep. Cool. So yeah, you, you spoiled it already. We're going to be talking about Change Your View today, so... Um, I guess before we get too deep into that, let's let's roll back uh, from from that new technology and just talk a little bit about the market situation that's that's kind of created the gap mm-hmm. for this technology. So um, when we talk about Change Your View, this is an HMI solution that that BNR has developed for third party controllers, um, but using a, a BNR HMI is, is kind of the thirty second, five second uh, version of it. So yeah. when we look at like challenges in the industry with respect to HMI, where someone would even be interested in doing this, what what are some of those challenges that, that we're seeing? Yeah, there's there's a few different ones, you know, from mundane to a little bit more, you know, complex topics. And, mm-hmm. and we'll start right away with the more complex topics, which really surrounds the the workforce that is operating machines today versus when maybe the original HMI design was created. And, and at the end of the day, some of those HMI designs just don't translate to today's workforce. Mm-hmm. And so that that's an area where, where OEMs that we work very closely with are, are struggling. How do I make a, 
a machine interface that is requires less training, that's much more intuitive to, to the world we live in today. Um, other things are just the overall look and feel. So many of the platforms that we were developing, um, you know, HMI solutions on are, are kind of traditional in nature. And, and so you often see like a grid format or something mm-hmm. like this where you have buttons and displays. And, and quite often you have guys like, uh, you know, us or that, that have a background in control engineering mm-hmm. that design HMIs around what we want to see. Right. Which, right. which may not make them simple. So those are some other challenges that, uh, um, that our OEM customers see. Um, also, um, you know, how does an OEM differentiate themselves from their neighbor or their competitor, I should say, mm-hmm. using the exact same, you know, technology with all the exact same limitations and capabilities? Right. Um, it becomes very difficult. And, and, and then the final challenge is, do I have an HMI platform that is, puts me in a position to be um, ready for what comes in the future? Mm-hmm. And, and we'll we'll probably get into some of those uh, topics a little bit later on. Yeah, sure. And I think one that, that resonates with me, especially going to many of these trade shows where you see a lot of machines, maybe case packer, whatever, and they all have the exact same HMI, yeah, right? Right, <laughs> right, right, exactly. And they're all, uh, you know, none of them are really suited for the modern workforce, like you said. And, and when we say that, I think... Um, the, the important point is that like UI and UX has become so important in consumer electronics and, and what we have access to every day that people that are now operating these machines kind of expect a, a certain level of usability. They expect to see all of these same design elements, these same navigation schemes. It's what they're familiar with. Right. You know, when you, you want to click on something and hit the back button, you want to go to the page you were just at, not to some some other page. So yep. these kind of things that don't really get thought about and, and like the tools that we have in, in automation aren't really suited for that, right? So I think that's, that's the big challenge. Um, and so that's on the software side uh, for, for the most part, right? So um, I, I know I see some issues on the hardware side with HMIs as well. Do you, are you seeing those? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I don't know how many machines I, I, I take a look at that have some type of panel that's mounted on a swing arm assembly. And mm-hmm. part of that swing arm assembly is a entire control enclosure that's right. mounted on the yeah, end of it. Yeah. And it has real push buttons on it. And it has a display on it. Um, and, and that just, I, I look at that and I'm astounded that, yep. that that's still, <laughs> that's still the case because there's definitely an opportunity to look at alternatives that are, are much cleaner and, mm-hmm. and probably more cost effective and, and actually probably safer in the work environment because you're not, you know, bending over and, and standing up and whacking your head on the corner mm-hmm. of a control cabinet like we've all done. Right. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. So yeah, I think there's some, some elegant hardware solutions that you can take advantage of, mm-hmm. um, you know, when you're not restricted to, to a certain platform, right? That's right. Yeah. You got it. Good. So those are the, the quick highlights of the pains. I think we'll talk more about them kind of as we, as we work mm-hmm. through. But um, can you just talk about the solution that the BNR has developed around these pains and, and kind of just, yeah, sure. just share, um, you know, exactly what, what that looks like? Sure. Absolutely. I mean, starting probably on the on the easiest side of it is is the hardware side. We just talked about the challenges that you face. Um, you know, even from a, a look and feel perspective, how do, how do I make this look uh, different than my competitors, even though I might be using the same underlying technologies? And, and that comes down to the ability to have several choices to pick from and the ability to easily customize what those look like. And th- those are all things that we take advantage of with Change Your View. Those, of course, are standard um, you know, products and solutions that, that BNR already has, right? Mm-hmm. So there's nothing new there. It's just that we're able to take advantage of those and, and then make those different options available. 
right. um, as part of the change of view program. From you know a software perspective, um, we try to enable you to be able to take advantage of those hardware solutions in a much easier and simpler way. And this really gives you the ability to give your machine a facelift and, and provide some new technology on the front end that has no impact on the back end whatsoever. So mm. what do I mean by the back end? Um, basically, I'm, I'm saying that you don't have to change your existing control system in any way. Mm-hmm. You just create a new HMI. And, and married up with that existing system. And that, that's a much easier concept for a machine builder mm-hmm. to, to swallow because there's not a huge engineering effort to, right. to redo the entire machine. But they get the same effect that, you know, from the surface, the machine looks totally different now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's an important point. Again, like, I, I mean, the, the story I mentioned earlier, walking around a trade show, how many times do you really open up the cabinet, right? Yeah, <laughs> so, right. you know, the, the important thing is the branding of your machine. And an important part of that is the HMI. So yep. it shouldn't be a second thought, right? Yep. Which is kind of what it's been. Um, so it's an important way to be able to differentiate yourself. Um, and, and I think that's a good point that you bring up where, you know, maybe traditionally it's been harder to revitalize your HMI, for example, because you're you're kind of locked down to a control system for for any number of reasons. Maybe um, you know certifications that you have to get for your software, and, and it's an expensive process to do all that testing again. So you don't want to change platforms just to kind of get the same functionality from the PLC and, and a new HMI. So what Change Your View is really bringing is the opportunity to take your existing PLC that you have that is stable uh, that you know works. Don't make any changes at all and then add a brand new HMI on top of that. Right. So I think that's really powerful. Um, So when you talk about change of view, I think maybe we jumped ahead a little bit. Can you just give me your definition of of what you think change of view or not what you think, you know, but like what what is change of view? Yeah. You know, and it's it just uh, follows on some of the things that we've already said. It is a nice, easy way for me to provide a completely new interface on an existing machine with as little effort as possible. Mm -hmm. That's simple. So talk about what that connection looks like, because I think that's something that is maybe a little scary. Um, Anytime you're adding new hardware that's interfacing with with something. Um, So what does that connection look like? Let's say I've got my the BNR HMI picked out that I want, maybe the nice shiny swing arm panel that that you mentioned, um, and it's connecting to my third party PLC. So from from a hardware perspective and then also, you know, on a software. uh, Yeah, sure. Sure. So from a hardware perspective, it's very simple. So you have your HMI solution which is kind of made up of, of two different pieces. So there's the panel itself, and then there is, you know, the brains, which in our case is, is a PC. Mm-hmm. The PC can either be married up to the panel or it can be totally separate. It doesn't really matter. And this is part of the flexibility of being able to pick the hardware solution that meets your needs. Um, you have total flexibility there. So there's that piece, there's an Ethernet cable, and then there's the existing PLC. So from a hardware perspective, that is the architecture. Mm-hmm. Very, very simple. Um, from a software perspective, uh, there's a couple of things. And, and what I would say is OPC UA is, is kind of at the core of it. Um, and then there's map view technology. And I think, um, you know, we could do a whole episode on, on map technology, mm-hmm. but map view technology is the, is the component or, or the part of map technology focused at HMI development. Um, and uh, OPC UA provides kind of the communication means to make data available to MapView. Um, now, because some of the third-party controllers that we want to marry up with don't natively support OPC UA, um, sometimes we require some middleware. And in that case, we use uh, Kepware. They've been 
extremely easy to work with, and they have a great solution that provides connectivity over proprietary field buses or other open field buses to a wide variety of different controllers. Mm -hmm. So that's a really good solution. So the the CAP server is something that sits in the brains of the HMI? That's correct. Okay, and then that is basically collecting tags from my existing PLC. That's right. Okay, so um, I think that makes sense. Um, You mentioned OPC UA. Uh, For those people out there not familiar with it, can you just uh, talk about what it is? Sure. It's a it's an open standard. It's an industry standard. And, and the idea and, and the real attractive part of OPC UA is, is kind of twofold. There's the technical aspects of it. It's mm-hmm. a complete protocol on its own. And it carries with it security. It carries with it not only the values of the tags that we want, but also other properties, um, tech systems, limits, uh, user management, security. All these things are kind of baked in for you. And those are all things mm-hmm. that we need uh, to take advantage of as we as we move forward in our connected environment, right. um, and a nice standard way of communicating between many different manufacturers' equipment and also different levels. You know, if you look at uh, you know communicating to cloud systems or communicating to devices, even mm-hmm. OPC UA has some benefit. And uh, we're using uh, you know Kepware again as that as that middleware to make the data for some of these PLCs that don't support OPC UA available to us over OPC UA. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's a very, a very critical piece for us. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and, and for those of you out there that, that want to learn more on that, we do. there's an episode on OPC UA. And I, I would hold on to that thought because it's going to come back a little bit later. I think there's some things that we want to talk about on connectivity um, where you can take advantage of this OPC UA to, to kind of enable IoT. And we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, so how how is the change of view concept, you know, in, in your perspective, Corey, alleviating those those problems that we brought up at the the, the top of the episode, um, where we're talking about, um, you know, issues with training and, and so on and so forth. Yeah, sure, and and that really comes from uh, map map technology, yeah. uh, and and in this case, map view. It's basically an HTML5 based visualization solution, so we can take um, you know advantage of all the things that that brings to the table, married up with hardware that supports uh, multi-touch and, and gestures. Um, these are critical pieces to just opening up the uh, the design to a number of different avenues and, and getting away from traditional ways of doing things. And in fact, you know, if you think of the, the the hardware that is probably most familiar to everybody across the globe, it's it's cell phones, which are mm-hmm. a great microcosm of you know everything we're saying with multi-touch and, right. and gestures. And and so Map View is our enabler that allows us to create. Um, that environment that's familiar to people, and uh, you know, of course, the hardware is the is the thing that brings you know some of the tactical aspects to it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, very good. So, um, is there a real use case that you can talk about? Maybe uh, just just give kind of a a real life example. Sure. I, you know, I can't necessarily mention names sure. at, at the moment, yeah. but. Um, really, the the OEM customer that we've been working with the longest when when it comes to change your view um, has you know maybe three things that they're most interested in. One, you know, I think the first thing that attracted them to the solution was the hardware. You know, mm-hmm. quite frankly, so mm-hmm. they liked the options that they had available, the ability to customize. All those things were very attractive. The second piece was what Matt View brought to the table. Um, they looked at their visualization, just as we talked about before, as mm-hmm. the face of their machine, and right. they could do something really unique here with with what MapView brings to the table that sets them apart from the competition, makes their machines easier to use, and, and everything we've kind of been talking about. Um, the last piece was they wanted an HMI solution 
that could support multiple platforms because today I think the two primary platforms they use are, are Siemens and Rockwell mm-hmm. uh, from a control perspective, and they have to maintain visualization solutions on both those platforms and multiple versions within those platforms. So it's mm-hmm. just a lot of overhead for them to, to deal with. So they were really excited that, that, hey, we can create in one environment and deploy it as needed no matter where our machines are ship- shipping across the globe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a really good use case that you brought up because we, we do have a lot of people out there, OEMs, that, that are using uh, multiple controls platforms to try to serve two markets. We, you know, there's the U.S. with Rockwell and, and, and Siemens yep. uh, in, the U, in the EU, and um, they do have that challenge of maintaining two different interfaces, and they try to make them feel common because you don't want two different uh, interfaces for your machine. So this is a way where you can use the, the exact same visualization across two different platforms, and you're just connecting the, the tags differently, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you connect it to tag A and on your Rockwell PLC and then tag B in your Siemens and, and yep. you're, you're good to go, right? That's right. Um, so, yeah, we talked about the architecture a, a good bit there um, where you've got the BNR HMI, uh, you've got the brains uh, in the HMI that, that takes the tags in from that, that third-party PLC and then you have the third-party PLC and the right. Ethernet cable in between them. That's right. right. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's it. That's it. Um, but what does it like really take to get a system up and running? Let's say we've got the hardware uh, in hand. Where do you start with something like this? Yeah, sure. And, uh, you know, it's, it's funny you ask that because just this week, in, in fact, yesterday I was at a customer and I went through that exact process. Mm-hmm. And what uh, what that forced me to do was document a nice script for, you know, <laughs> different salespeople to go out and do the exact same thing. What is mm-hmm. it exactly does it take to pull it out of the box and and have a solution up and ready? So, um, yeah, it's it's really pretty easy. I mean, you know, not to get too far into the into the BNR environment, but we roll out different technologies and what we call technology solution packages. And change your view is no different. So the first thing is the installation of a technology solution for change your view. And that installs a number of different components. You know, it installs the help system directly within Automation Studio. And Automation Studio is our design environment for MapView, just Mm -hmm. to to kind of clarify there. So a complete help system is installed. All the components that you need are installed within the project file that you'll do your development in. Um, everything is is already put in place for you to utilize. Once you do that, then you're going to use a, a tool we call the import tool to import your tags from that third party controller. Um, we'll we'll talk about Logics, you know, first as as that's been the first release is support of Logics. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple of different ways that you can import those tags if you happen to be connected. Uh, to a controller, of course, you could import them directly from the controller. Mm-hmm. Um, but the uh, other way, which is probably going to be the most common because I think people are doing initial development just on their development PCs or laptops or whatever, um, you can import an L5K that you've um, saved with uh, Studio 5000 uh, directly in. And then you can select the, the tags that you want to use in your HMI application. Um, and then uh, once you complete the process, uh, you've actually imported in all the tags into the Automation Studio environment that you're going to use. You've set up all the communications. Um, that's all done behind the scenes for you, so you don't actually have to do that yourself. Um, so that means uh, it, Kepware is all configured. OPC UA is all configured, both on the server side and the client side. These are all the underlying mechanisms that you don't even have to worry about. That's all done. So once you've completed that import, literally you can go right in and start developing your MapView application. That's that's it. Sounds pretty easy. Yeah, it is. Even, <laughs> even I can do it. That, that's right, how easy it is. 
So I think you, you may have kind of touched on this, but let's say, you know, I, I've seen a lot of these L5K files, uh, projects that have thousands of tags. Yep. Um, let's say only 100 of those are really needed in the HMI. Is there a way that I can kind of limit what's what's coming through? Absolutely. So one of the things when you import the tags is you have the ability to do a couple of things. You can uh, select only the tags that you want, which is really important because um, these projects may contain thousands of tags. And if you think about having to exchange that over any communication network, all thousands of tags, you're going to eat up a ton of bandwidth. Right. So you select only what you need, and you can also select the refresh rates mm-hmm. um, for each individually or as, you know, for the entire group. It's it's totally up to you. And I think you mentioned this too. So you don't really need the L5K file, but it's it's probably the most common implementation method. But if we do have a system up and running, I can just plug in, pull the tags directly off of it and, and start developing. Yeah. And, and for those not really familiar with, with Matthew or what Automation Studio looks like as far as the development environment. So I, I use this import tool. I plug my L5K file in. I get all my tags. They're now living in Automation Studio. Is That's that, correct. Is that right? Yep. Okay. So I have these tags in Automation Studio that I'm using to build my visualization. What, what does that process look like? You know, how, how does yeah, how do sure. I build a MapView visualization, and then how do I connect those tags? <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure, absolutely. Within the uh, you know within Automation Studio, you can uh, build your visualization with uh, MapView by creating pages, uh, content areas. There's all kinds of design elements that give you freedom to, um, you know, design your visualization exactly how you want to. I think the key point here, though, is the what you see is what you get um, environment. So when I create a visualization, I do, I do the simplest ones I can because I'm not, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not very, uh, you know, uh, I don't dive into the details of this and I don't have to. That's the mm-hmm. beauty of it. We have what's called a widget catalog that sits along the right-hand side. By default, you can move that Mm -hmm. around if you want to. And you literally drag uh, the elements that you want from there onto your page. And Mm -hmm. and that's it. So it could be like a push button. Um, It could be a toggle switch. There's some pretty Mm -hmm. complex ones for trending and historical trending, live trending, all these kind of things. They're literally, it's just drag and drop. Mm -hmm. And then um, you assign a variable to the various data points. You can also adjust properties, the total look and feel of the buttons. And, and in fact, this came up yesterday um, at, a, at a customer visit is what if I want a set style for my buttons or other elements in my visualization that I can reuse over and over again? Mm-hmm. And of course, you have that design freedom to create themes and styles for the different components so you can reuse and they're all the same. So you mm-hmm. can you can guarantee consistency. But, you know, like I said, once you drop those elements in, you connect the data points. There's a nice browser that lets you look and pick the tags. And, and they're actually, we've imported it in such a way that they, the organization of those tags looks just like it does in the logics environment. So the hierarchy, you drill down just like you would in the logics environment. should be very familiar. Good. Yeah, I think that's, that's really powerful. And, and, you know, again, if you're not familiar with Matthew, um, it's... It's a kind of the sweet spot of it's been designed for controls engineers. So people coming from these traditional HMIs, I don't think you should be afraid right. <laughs> of, of the level of effort. I think it's going to be very familiar. Like you said, that what you see is what you get. Editor is, is going to be very familiar for, for those uh, used to other uh, HMIs. And then the advantage is using that widget catalog, you can build pretty much anything that you can imagine with web-based technology. So you've got flyouts, so you can do really cool animations with your menus, right. uh, you know, pinch to zoom charts, things like that. Uh, lots of really cool stuff, animations, pretty much everything that, that you could ever want, I think, out of a, a visualization because 
MapView's built on HTML5. It's it's you know scalable in that way with with functionality and features. Um, but again, yeah, without changing any of your core machine functionality. That's right. And the other thing is, I don't know anything about HTML5. And I don't have to, <laughs> and I'm so happy about that. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, it's 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 really yeah, like I said, in that sweet spot where it's been designed for controls engineers to to be able to use the same skills they have. Um, but there's so much built in the back end in that's HTML5 right. that's really, you know, enabling these these really cool, powerful visualizations. Yep. When we talk about the change your view HMI, one part of it, I think, is the HMI uh, hardware itself. So like you said, hey, maybe you need that IP69K panel. Maybe you need a swing arm. Um, there's there's many things you can do on the hardware side. That's one of, one side of it. The other side of it is the software with, with Matthew, um, where you're enabling this new uh, modern UI UX with all of these new features and, and HTML technology. What else is there uh, that you can do with, with this change review solution? Well, it, it actually comes with uh, a few things kind of built in. So mm-hmm. when you take the panel, let's say it's a, a panel PC. That, mm-hmm. That's the hardware that you um, that you chose. When you take that out of the box and first apply power to it, there's already a starter project that is implemented and running on the panel. So it actually powers up and there's a map view uh, visualization running. Mm-hmm. Um, this this is what we call the starter project. And, and in the starter project, we've implemented other map technologies. So these are already built in that you can either use or not use. It's it's totally up to you as the as the user to make the choice. The nice thing is, is you have a starting point that is already functional that you can just build upon if you want to. So, you know, some of those other um, map functions that are, are built in are, are things that you would probably expect with an HMI, like alarming a recipe system, a file system, so you can store, you know, recipes on, mm-hmm. on some type of file device. Um, but there's other um, map technologies we haven't even talked about that are implemented on that starter project, which is uh, things like map OEE, uh, map data, map audit, map report. So mm-hmm. right out of the box, you would have the ability to create OEE reports in PDF format if you wanted mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's, I think it's really taking you kind of a step beyond what you would normally expect out of an HMI. Mm-hmm. You can take advantage of, like you said, Map OEE, where you can build these OEE shift reports in PDF and have those automatically sent out you know, right. all through the functionality of the HMI without changing the, the PLC code. So that, that's really powerful. Um, I think the, the other thing maybe that uh, we should talk about that we kind of teased at earlier is IoT integration. Mm-hmm. Um, so can you talk about what IoT integration looks like with the change review solution? Yeah, sure. I mean, really under the hood, you have the entire power of what BNR brings to the table. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's the, the key point. So from an IoT perspective, you have a number of different options. Um, from something as simple as, okay, I maintain a database within my facility um, that I collect data from all these individual devices. And I'm, I'm not even talking about involving the cloud here. This is just mm-hmm. the database. You have connectivity to that database. You can make data available to it. Um, you have complete control over that. So that's that's one aspect of it. Then the other aspects are around uh, secure remote maintenance. Of course, you can incorporate this into it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a software solution that's available that you can run right on the panel that you've already got right. um, that allows you to do that. So I could connect and, uh, you know, do remote updates if I wanted to. Uh, I could do troubleshooting if I need to. These are these are all things that are certainly possible. The other one is I can collect data to a cloud system if, if I uh, want to do that as well. So all those capabilities are there. 
Yeah, for sure. And I think especially people that already have some third-party solution to take tags off of their PLC and send those up to the cloud. If, mm-hmm. if you are also evaluating an HMI solution, this is something that can you know kill two birds with one stone, right? Exactly. You're, you're taking advantage of the data collection that's already happening for the HMI and just passing that um, you know, to the cloud. So this is, a, I think, a really powerful, scalable solution that's right. that, that gives you much more than than just the HMI itself. And and you can always just start with the HMI functionality. And if you mm-hmm. decide to expand into now, I want to pass data up to the cloud. Maybe I need additional data from the PLC. Um, you know, that's another thing that's very easy to do with Change Review is adding additional tags from the PLC up up to the HMI and then publishing them. You know, beyond just the HMI itself. Right. Uh, something that you mentioned just just a few minutes ago was that the, the PC comes with a MapView project on that. Once the uh, project from from the OEM, for example, is fully developed, yeah. is it going to be able to come with their project on it? Yeah, absolutely. And in fact, we, we probably, uh, when we were going through the step-by-step process, that was probably mm-hmm. the last step that we didn't <laughs> we talk about. <laughs> is, okay, now I've created all this stuff on my laptop. How do I mm-hmm. get it to the panel? And it's it's really pretty simple. Um, with the import tool itself, you transfer everything that you need under the hood. And it's mm-hmm. no different than the process that you did in your original development. You just change the IP addresses that you want it pointed to. Um, the other thing is the the map view visualization that you've created in Automation Studio. Now you just kind of point it to the panel and you do a transfer just like you would to any of you know our PLCs. Mm-hmm. So it's basically two two operations and everything's loaded up onto the panel. Yeah, so it's simple, nice and easy. Yep. And once that solution is is nailed down on the on the you know custom side of things, we'll say. You can have that from the factory. You take it out of the box. It's already got everything loaded on it. You could do. Yep. Sure. Absolutely. Um, so I guess uh, moving back to the hardware side, so we, we kind of just ran through all those software issues that we talked about. If we were looking back at the hardware issues that you mentioned, um, how do you see the changer view concept kind of resolving those hardware issues? And, and is there anything special that you can talk about on, on the hardware side? Yeah, I mean, we we touched on quite a few of them. I think, mm-hmm. um, you know, a couple of them are, are things like IP69K. I have a requirement for that. Um, there's IP69K variants uh, available right out yeah. of the standard product. Um, I want swing arm mount. You've got several choices, uh, which are really kind of nice with handles. And you can even customize with real operator devices if you want to. So you can have push buttons and e-stops all integrated into that swing arm mount panel. Mm-hmm. I think those are probably the sexiest things to talk about. They're really yeah. cool looking. And then, of course, the the customization with a, a Mylar to make it yours, you know, so it's OEM XYZ. Um, mm-hmm. So it doesn't even look like a BNR panel necessarily. It, it looks like your panel. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are some some really interesting aspects from, from a, the hardware side that I think are pretty appealing. Good. And so we, we've talked a lot about BNR hardware. Is there anything that you can do as far as looking at a change your view visualization on a tablet or a smartphone if someone's interested in kind of scaling, scaling yeah, up in that way? Absolutely. That was another um, customer use case, uh, uh, one visit I went to a, a few months ago, which is um, they wanted the ability to uh, you know, leverage their existing visualization and expand it and then also make it quickly available to mobile devices without having to do a complete redevelopment of, of what they had done um, and a totally new architecture. So what, what they were thinking about is, in this case, I want to look at, okay, what do I want to make available to other devices other than maybe just an HMI on the machine? I can develop that uh, quickly and easily in the map view um, environment, mm-hmm. and then I can make it available to mobile devices because at the end of the day, all you need is a web browser 
mm-hmm. uh, to view the visualization that you've just created. Right. So I guess the use case is you cannot just have one HMI, right? You're saying have mm-hmm. two different visualizations and you can access that from your smartphone or tablet if you've got like a service page for, for the service text or something, as well as Absolutely. like a machine page for the BNR HMI. Or you could even, um, you know, roll out the uh, the solution in a completely headless unit. So just sure. a, a PC. Yeah. And maybe your only visualization then is on mobile devices if you desire. Mm-hmm. That's possible as well. Yeah. Very good. Well, it sounds really exciting. I'm sure everybody is, is, is ready to get started with their change of view visualization. Do you have any closing thoughts for the listeners? Yeah, just to kind of reiterate, um, you know, some of the main, you know, values of, of the change of view solution. Um, first is to provide a, a single HMI solution for multiple platforms. Um, that's, that's probably, you know, one of the biggest drivers that we see with our OEM customers. Um, another one is that no changes are required to your existing control platform. And that's, that's key. Mm-hmm. If, if we require changes, then that's a whole different discussion, right? Um, you can use any of our different hardware platforms like we discussed before. You can take advantage of customized solutions. All those things are certainly possible. And then uh, finally, it's ready and running out of the box. That's that's pretty that's pretty key. In fact, mm-hmm. I was the out of the box tester because <laughs> I don't like I said I don't dive down into the details of this stuff every day. Mm-hmm. So I, I I made a good tester. Good. <laughs> well, yeah, I think uh, Change Review is a really powerful solution for the market. I think there's definitely a need there, like you mentioned. I hear over and over again that hey, it's our our HMI is basically unusable. It takes too long to train people, and then. They're, they've quit and moved on, mm-hmm. you know, after, you know, it takes two weeks to train them on this HMI. So, you know, how do we enable faster training, more intuitive machines, you know, uh, where we can use, uh, take advantage of the existing UI design elements that are out there to, to kind of make our machine intuitive. And how do we, you know, take our kind of traditional looking machine and give it a facelift without doing a full controls platform change? Um and, you know, how do we differentiate our machine? So these are all things that, that I'm hearing over and over again in the market. And I think this is a really good solution to that. And then when you tack on things like uh, map technology, where you can add, like you said, OEE reports, databasing, um, alarm handling, these things that are, that are, again, very native to the solution. And then tack on IoT, which is something everybody wants. This is, this is kind of a solution to modernize your traditional machine. So if you're an OEM out there that has a machine that you feel like needs something, you're probably going to be able to hit it with change your view. Yeah, that's right. Why didn't I say all that? (laughs) (laughs) Good. Well, I really enjoyed the conversation. I think it's uh, really exciting. I'm excited to see more and more people start using this. Um, Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for having me. Of course. So in future episodes, we're going to dive into more exciting topics. Um, We'll be talking about things like IoT that we mentioned today. We'll be talking about robotics. We'll be talking about machine vision. Uh, lots, lots more to come. We've got more special guests lined up and more special topics, of course. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any of that. Uh, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you enjoyed it, let us know by leaving a review or a comment on Apple Podcasts. Uh, if you want to get in touch with me, you have an idea for the show or a request, uh, just pass that along to me on LinkedIn or by email at automationpodcast at gmail.com. As always, if you want to find out more about this exciting BNR technology, make sure you check out the BNR website, which has a lot of great resources, um, as well as the YouTube channel. Uh, you can just search BNR Automation in YouTube to find that uh, and learn more about BNR and the Change Review solution. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time on This is Automation.